0: Do you have conversations where others dominate the talking? You may be the victim of what rhetoric experts call digital discrimination. It can hurt. Listen to Gene Galvin, someone who has lived it firsthand. Hi, I'm Gene Galvin, senior executive producer of a national podcast, and I've lived digital discrimination firsthand. My co hosts leave me scarce airtime, and I can tell you it hurts. Thanks, Gene. So what did Gene Galvin do? Well, he downloaded ChatChart, a scientifically tested cell phone application that tabulates in real time on your cell phone screen the running count of words of each participant in a conversation. And it does it by name. It's used by labor mediators, marriage counselors, college debate teams, even inner city street gangs. To get more information about ChatChart, call 1-800-CHAT-CHART. Call now. The call is free. Get ChatChart and get your mouth back in the game. What's that, Gene? Oh, yeah. ChatChart is a subsidiary of Nebulous Industries, not in any way associated with WordGirl, James Jellies, the Subaru Corporation, or the Grateful Dead. Do not use ChatChart if you are having psychotic episodes or being treated for tapeworms.
1: <laughs>
2: Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery starring Jerry Springer. Along with Gene Galvin and me, I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky my daddy and here he is ladies and gentlemen mr jerry springer
3: Jerry, i i am afraid to say anything because gene will go right to chat chart
2: that's what i said are these do these words count against me gene
0: i i'm the national spokesperson i really can't tell you much about how it works or uh but I can tell you they have sent me reports and they're not in my favor.
2: I'll leave it at that. What I mean, now, Help me understand. Which podcast were they listening to?
0: I think it's a composite. Mm. I, no, that's like ours, I they were
2: listening to our podcast because I've listened to a it, few of ours.
0: They told me it's a four year period. That last four years. <laughs>
2: They
3: measured how many words you said in the four years on the, on the podcast.
2: <laughs> All that's I'm sure every answer. word more important than the next. So yeah, how, it, how do you
3: press, how do you press the
2: too
0: many button? <laughs> but on, on advice of counsel, I really, that's probably as much as I should say. But hey, uh, by the way, we have coming up. Uh, West Virginia band called Massing and uh, we've got uh, Rob Coleman and uh, Heath Holly and uh, we'll be talking to them in a few minutes and uh, Jerry uh, and and we always kind of brag about uh, this Jerry does these we feel wonderful analyses of things that are going on in current events there's always so much going on
3: Uh, Jerry what caught your interest this week? Well, it it was a bitter irony to watch as we commemorated the 20th anniversary of 9-11, a moment which back then shook our nation to its core, a moment which united us all as we hadn't been united for generations. Indeed, our patriotism at the time was visceral. Well, now fast forward to the present, 20 years later, when we're still staggering from our most recent terrorist attack. But this time, this vile assault to destroy America, our democracy, and the very values our flag, constitution, and declaration of independence represent, this time, this obscene attack was not met by patriotism or an outrage uniting us all. No, this time, the terrorists were led or inspired or supported by, if not a majority of Americans, certainly a significant number. Specifically, ex-President Trump and a vast majority of the Republican Party, elected officials, as well as Republican voters. I'm not just another talking head here reaching this conclusion. Look for yourself. January 6th, Trump inspires and encourages an assault on the Capitol, an attempt to overthrow our government, capture members of Congress using violence when necessary, and to get Vice President Pence amidst cries of hang him. A Republican party that for the most part seeks to block an investigation and prosecution of the rioters. And only last week, Trump said he supports these people. Do you still doubt this attempted coup is real? A Republican congressman from Northeastern Ohio, Anthony Gonzalez, who voted to impeach Trump for his role in the insurrection and promotion of the big lie, has now decided not to run for re-election because his own Republican Party has censored him for putting country before party and his family is being threatened with physical harm. Indeed, Trump is following the roadmap set by every authoritarian figure in history. Purge members of your own party who don't demonstrate total loyalty while on your way to overthrowing the existing government and thereby giving yourself total rule. Is this an exaggeration? I think not. Trump has still not conceded. He had no intention of leaving office, even though he lost the election overwhelmingly. He threatened Pence, telling him not to accept the electoral votes that made Biden president, even though he was required to. You see, Trump was thinking that if Pence rejected the electoral votes, the election would be thrown into the House, where each state would be given only one vote. And since there are more Republican rural states than Democratic urban ones, the Republican, that is to say, Trump, would would uh, earn, would win, even though most Americans live in the urban states and voted for Biden. That perversion of the people's will was Trump's plan. Well, thank God that plan never got off the ground. America was saved for the moment, that is. The coup attempt failed, due in no small part to the patriotism and courage of Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Mark Milley. Think about it. Our government was in moments of being overthrown, even if temporarily. Lives of our leaders were in danger as they huddled in closets and underneath their desks. A president who lost an election, admittedly mentally unstable, refusing to leave office. There was suddenly a fear of a wag the dog moment a reference to a president setting off for war to divert attention away from his crimes and treasonous strategies. As Speaker Nancy Pelosi, third in line to the presidency, with Trump and Pence both hiding out, as she told General Milley, we've got a nut in the White House, so who can guarantee the nation's security? Thankfully, the general understood. He immediately stepped in, and called all his military chieftains to a secure location and instructed them that any orders given by the White House for military activity, nuclear or otherwise, must be run through him before any action is actually taken. No command to attack that is illegal or unconstitutional, no such order or command must be followed. There is irony in that that at this critical moment, our constitutional guarantee that there would be civilian control over our military, that that principle was in the end defended and protected by the military itself because the Republican members of Congress and the Republican president failed to do their job. After all, the military is sworn to uphold the constitution Which requires fealty to the Constitution, not to a president. And it's a violation of American law and international law to follow any unlawful orders. As we learned at Nuremberg, I was just following orders is no defense. Imagine for a moment if Millie had not stepped up. This was indeed the finger on the button scenario. Here we are with a mentally deranged nut job in the White House, refusing to leave office, instructing people to violate the law and the Constitution with his finger on the button that could launch a war to save his own skin. This action by Millie was an act of patriotism, which sadly isn't as common as it once was. Maybe it's just me, but I have truly trouble believing the sincerity of someone who professes love of America and what it stands for, and yet is totally comfortable supporting, voting for, and refusing to condemn people and politicians who attempted to overthrow our democracy. You can support America, or you can support terrorists, but you can't support both. Excellent point, yep. Jerry. Thanks,
0: And I heard you perfectly, probably because I'm on my new iPhone. Oh, oh my congratulations, gosh.
2: Gene. <laughs> Gene. Thank
3: congratulations. you, Megan. Jerry,
0: Megan, by the way, I call I call Megan. Well, I mean, in the last five years you've been doing this, I probably have called her 500 times most of the time. She doesn't answer, and then I say when I see her, "Welcome, you know." Well, oh, uh, oh, you're on the Android system. I, I can't. Uh, your calls, <laughs> my your phone calls
2: can't talk to yours, Gene.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, your your calls don't come through. <laughs> and I asked Verizon about that. I said, "No, I, I think this woman's lying to you. I because <laughs> there is no, uh, there is no Android system. Oh. It's Verizon. <laughs> <laughs> it's Verizon. Well, hey, but anyway, Megan and Jerry." Uh, help me understand what the hell's a big deal. I, I I got an iPhone. And like, what 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 did I think I was missing? What's different?
2: Will you tell me? Well, you, you know, are you making phone calls? Yes. Are you able to use it easily?
0: Yes, I am. Okay. Um, no. Does it
2: interact with other phones easily?
0: Yes. You took my call today. Thank you. Okay.
2: All right. So then, that's how a phone is supposed to work. Versus. The brick that you were carrying around for about a decade, um, they had to well, climb to the top of a mountain, oftentimes roofs to get, you know, any kind of signal. Um, Gene hasn't
3: been, Gene hasn't been conscious since 2003. That's true. Well, that's a fair point, too. I, yeah, we I, got, by the way, we got Osama bin Laden. <laughs> oh, no kidding. God, I'm glad
0: we yeah. took him down.
2: I seem to remember being out to dinner with you, Gene, and asking Bonnie uh. for a bobby pin so you could get your aunt Oh, shut, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> 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 hey,
0: Sorry. by the way, I that de- then so now I find on the phone the Apple Store. I can't find chat chart on the Apple Store. i'm the megan i'm the national spokesperson for chat chart and it's not uh, at the iphone
2: apple store you know we heard that at the opening of this of the show gene and i have to ask you who told you you were a spokesperson who contacted you how did this come about
0: I what? don't know you how hey, you get in all these details. I don't know. I talk to
3: <laughs> <them>. <laughs> what, what does it tell you about the product that they asked you to be the national spokesperson? Well, kind I'm of gonna, wouldn't price, that be the, the first on. red flag? Hey, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm
0: gonna level with you. I am a little <laughs> uncomfortable. I'm gonna tell you when I got uncomfortable. I was not uncomfortable with the data. To me, the data is it was helpful to me. I thought that you guys were talking way more than me and when I they gave me the data I mean even Casey Campbell talked more than me and he's on, <laughs> on mic rarely they had uh Julian Navare uh, city councilwoman from Ludlow with more words per <laughs> podcast than me but I tell you what really threw me they asked so, me Jean, this is my effort.
2: question this was a couple of dudes with a couple pieces of paper with numbers on them that held them up to you <laughs> And said, "These are your numbers. These are Jerry's numbers, and you believed that." Wrong,
0: oh, Megan. There were three dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I hey, hey, listen. <laughs> I, when I read the copy for the commercial, and then I recorded it on my new iPhone and sent it to David. I did, and I called him about this because they had me and and Megan and David. You've produced these, Megan. You've voiced a lot of commercials. So the script comes in, and it's got parentheses and narration, you know, uh, directions and all that stuff. So it had announcer, you know, colon, then it had Gene Galvin colon. It had me playing both parts. It has me introducing myself, and I did it in different voices, as you heard, but (laughs) the thing is – I, I called him and said, "Why am I doing both parts?" And they said, "It oh, it's a budget issue." And you know, so I thought maybe it'd be cleaner if you just did both parts. So that threw me off. Hey, uh, let me ask you something, Jerry. You had
3: <laughs> good transition. You
0: had... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you yeah. had you had COVID nineteen, and we talked about yes. that on one of our past
3: episodes yeah. just recently.
2: So you really we did had... have it.
3: Yeah, oh, I really yeah. did.
2: Oh, man.
3: Oh, that's yeah. right. You weren't here last week. I yeah. wasn't
2: here. I was working but last I,
3: week. Uh, uh, no tears. Uh, I had. I felt mm-hmm. no symptoms. If if the test hadn't come back uh, positive, I never would have known I had it. I had a little really? bit of a sniffle, but I never had anything else. Never any temperature. Uh, never any headaches. Uh, I could smell. I could taste. Uh, I was fine. I was fine. It's just that NBC, because of the Judge Jerry show, I am required twice a week at the time to take a test before I can go into the courtroom. And uh, that's when one of the tests came up uh, positive. So I quarantined for two weeks and had no no symptoms. And then they took the test again and it was negative. So I was fine. But I, I swear by getting the vaccine. Because I had the vaccine, I had the Moderna, because I had both those shots. When I did get it, it was nothing. Yeah. And, and that's why people need to get it so that if it does hit, um, you're, you know, you're going to be back up in your feet in no time. In fact, there was maybe one day that I kind of, once I found out I had it, that's when I decided to lie in bed. And that was kind of cool because Mickey would bring up my meals and put it outside the door and so you know i played it for all it was worth i you know i would be groaning on the other side versus the lifestyle <sighs> that you
2: usually have of of doing everything for yourself and you know <laughs> yeah well you know
3: so, was, to add,
0: yeah. add to that um, uh after jerry got it and that was a kind of wake up call for me uh, damn you can you can still get this and jerry mm-hmm. made the point uh that look get Get the shots because a, well, let's run through the science again real fast. Just recap it. The, the shots work about ninety-five percent of the time. So the, you, you know, out of hundred people, five people could still get COVID, and it's rare, but very rare. But it could happen. And then, secondly, they make clear if you get the shots, here's what they're pretty much assuring will happen to you you will not go to the hospital and you will not therefore go on a ventilator and you will therefore not run the risk of dying. That's so exactly
3: true. You're that's exactly what right. The
0: science says. So my son contacted me, I don't know, a week or two ago and said, uh, I got COVID and he, uh, So he then went through it and he did go get tested. He did have some symptoms. He had pretty much the same thing, Jerry. In other words, he wasn't real sick. He, he's, my son's a runner, an avid runner, marathons, ultra marathons. So he runs five times a week, lots of miles. And so he continued to run. So that tells you something because you wouldn't be running if you were, if your lung capacity was diminished, he, uh He did get tested. He did test positive. Uh, Unfortunately, my grandson also tested positive and did have symptoms, and he did not have shots. He's at the younger end. And, uh, you know, it kicked his ass. He didn't go to the hospital or anything. For one thing, he's a kid, and they do tend to do better with this. Uh, But my son did a post today on uh, social media saying, look, I had COVID, and it was kind of a funny post because he named these three wacko drugs people are taking, and he said, I didn't take this, big long name, I also didn't take this, and I also didn't take this, but what I did take were two Pfizer shots, and because of that, my symptoms were extremely mild. And you can read from it what you want. So that's his way of also saying, and we're just reinforcing it here on our own podcast, get the damn shots. The stuff works. And if you hear like Tim Ryan, see the the well-known people are going to get more attention than a kid, uh, a 40 something year old. By the way, that's what my son's age is. He's not 80, obviously, He's a, he's a, you know, a middle-aged, lower middle-aged person and he got it. So don't think you can't get it. You can. And, but so this guy, this Tim Ryan, who is a U.S. Congressman and he's running for the Senate in the state of Ohio, the U.S. Senate, he got it. Now, I don't know the details, but he, and he, of course he was vaccinated, so, they, so the so-called breakthrough cases, yeah, they're happening. Yeah, they, they do happen. They. Oh, by the way, and Jerry, let's compare your family and my family or not compare them, but use them both as examples. You got it. You were tested. You told me two times. So there's no question mark. Two days yep. in a row, you were tested positive. Yep. Your wife who was with you before you were tested, not knowing you had it. She didn't get it. She's vaccinated. Your grandson was with you in the house for a day or two. He didn't get it. My granddaughter and other granddaughter, and uh, they didn't get it in my son's household, nor did his wife. So, and they... Yeah, you know, and some of them aren't vaccinated. So it is not that everybody gets it, but make no mistake, this Delta variant is very contagious. So it is out there. And again, we plead with you, uh, get the vaccine. Yeah,
3: there's no, I mean, why not get it? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it can only improve your chances. And it can only improve. You know, you don't get the shot, and and now that caused me to get. I mean, you know, it's it's insane. We're playing with people's lives. It's insane not to get it just to make a political point. I mean, gosh, at what point when it hits your own family, you say, you know what, let's just get it. I had I had the
0: Pfizer shots. You had the Moderna shots. Uh, The Pfizer company went to the FDA and they sought and received approval for the booster shot. And to be honest, as soon as that is available and they give out directions as to where to get it, whether it's at your doc or at a pharmacy, wherever, I'll go get the third. I'll get the third one. Why not? Because yep. they say third one, five, Moderna, the data says Moderna is a long haul, meaning months down the line is more effective than the others. Um, Pfizer less, not, not huge, not a big deal, but less. So, hell yeah, when the third shot's available, I'm going to get it. Why not? And how
3: come virtually How come virtually no one, I mean, I'm sure there's 10 people or there, but virtually no one uh, argues that uh, kids should not get the measles. Back. I mean, look at all the shots that kids have to take. I know. By law. And no one objects to that. I mean, there has been no pushback on that.
2: So are we now going to say no more
3: measles shots, no more polio shots, no more all these other shots that kids have to get from your pediatrician, you know, that we're not going to do that? No, this whole thing is politics. This whole thing is political. To show your allegiance to Trump, I'm not going to get a shot. Well, great. And how many of these uh, talk radio hosts, these leaders of the uh, anti-vax it's a hoax and all that how many of them, I think five have, have died in the last month yep, tragically tragically because they had to make a political statement, I mean what what nonsense it, it, it's, uh, it, it's just incredible, I, it, it's unbelievable how stupid are we Uh anyway, I'm done <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, not exactly. I got another thing. One more thing. (laughs) Hey,
0: we've got the band Massing from West Virginia. Megan,
2: bring these guys in. Hi, guys. How are you? Welcome. Doing good. How are you? All right. We're doing good. So um, this is first time on the show with us. So tell us a little bit about you uh, individually and then a little bit about your music and and what you have for us this evening.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm Heath Holly. That is Heath Holly. I'm Rob Coleman. Uh, I sing and play guitar and mix and do all that stuff. Heath sings and plays trumpet. What else? Uh, we're both Marshall University graphic design graduates. Mm-hmm. Very wow. cool. Yeah.
2: Very, very cool. So how long have you guys been playing together?
1: About three years. Yeah. Now? 2018 was when we started, yeah. I think.
2: Okay. All right, cool. And what brought you? Uh, friends bring you? Like, how did you find each other? And and what did that do to your sound once you found one another?
1: We uh we had been playing in bands, just not with each other, just in other bands. Yeah. And then we met in graphic design class, and we just kind of liked each other and you know, start talking like that. Um, and man, I don't know, it's opened up a whole world of yeah. <laughs> musical stuff that I never thought I'd do before. Yeah, so yeah. Very
2: Could
1: cool. you
3: be in the band if you don't have a beard?
2: No.
1: <laughs> well i barely have one i just have the chin thing so, yeah
2: gene can get it on this jerry you however are going to be i'm on
1: thin ice right now myself so, <laughs> we'll, see.
2: well what do you gentlemen have for us this evening what are we going to be hearing and uh, tell us a little bit about that
1: uh today we're doing a song called lemon jose yeah it's a the first official funk song that we ever wrote very cool. <laughs> so that's, that's a good teaser i think yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else about Lemon Jose? Um, our good friend Jeffrey McClellan mixed the drums on this song. Yeah, he played. played he mixed. wrote, played drums, and then mixed them and uh, brought it to another level. Yeah, for so sure. yeah, he uh, played on Corduroy Brown's album. Oh he, yeah, we just had him on a, on a few weeks
2: that. ago. He's great. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's he's awesome. Wake up. Wake was
2: massing with lemon Jose that was awesome guys very cool yeah very Loved different it. sound for us like we've talked about before we we do a lot of folk kind of stuff so it was mm-hmm. it was very cool to have a different vibe on here um how long have you been in that style of music did you both come from it or
1: I was playing in like rock bands and stuff in high school, and I would still kind of consider us a rock band in a lot of ways, yeah. especially the way we play live. We fill it out with more members and have like a whole drum set and electric guitars and stuff. Cool. Um, what about you? For me, I'd say that sound is probably closer to where I came from. I do, the band I was in was more of like a R&B, funk, rock kind of stuff cool so. well
2: tell us where we can hear more of your music are you on itunes what where websites where can we oh, find man. more yeah <laughs> we're on Let all this yeah yeah
1: we're on <laughs> itunes spotify deezer if you use i don't know what that is but we're on there <laughs> <laughs> um we're on all kinds <laughs> of stuff we also have a Bandcamp, camp massingwv.bandcamp.com and Very you can cool. get all the songs for free you can do you can get, get merch the on there merch yeah yeah
2: well, very cool. Well, thanks a lot, guys. We'll have you yeah, back again. Yep. Again, that's massing. And we look forward to hearing from you guys again. And while you were checking them out online, make sure you go and check us out online as well. Give us a couple five-star reviews on any of the platforms that you listen to our podcast. And we will be very thankful. So thankful. In fact, Jean may even read some comments on the air. So go do that. Check that out. And in the meantime, we're going to take you out with one Mr. Jerry Springer. And We look forward to talking to you next time. Well, I'm gonna lay down my heavy load Down by the riverside Hales, Tunes, and Tom Tomfoolery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.